Hey everybody, this is Alex. Hey, it's Natasha. And we are here to talk just for a second about Extra Crunch TechCrunch's subscription product. Extra Crunch is where a lot of our best analysis and follow-up stories lives. We focus a lot on startups, building, and even poke fun here and there. It's true. I also write a daily column called The Exchange that's over on Extra Crunch. And the good news is, if you don't have EC access yet, we have a deal for you. Yes, you can use, I think, the best code there is. So don't tell anyone who doesn't listen to Equity because they're not invited. The code is EQUITY, all caps, for 50% off your Extra Crunch subscription. So head over to techcrunch.com slash subscribe. Use that code. Make us look good internally. We say thanks across the internet. And now let's do a show. Hey, y'all, this is Alex, and you are listening to Equity Monday for January 11th, 2021. Welcome to the new year, our show that kicks off your week with a look at what is going on in the worlds of tech, startups, and markets. Today is a fun day for the show as our founding producer, Chris, is off for a few weeks to welcome a new arrival. In his stead is Grace Mindenhall, who's not only super brilliant at her job, but if you listen to the Saturday episode, you've already heard her work. All right, let's go. Okay, let's start off with the weekend. We are in one of those periods when the technology news world is fully intersected with another realm, this time the political. Now, over the weekend, it became clear that President Trump is being generally deplatformed. After being removed from Twitter, Stripe decided it no longer wanted to process payments for his campaign, and the list of tech companies that decided to stop serving him or his political efforts grew rather long. Now, of course, you might not be super annoyed that one political leader lost some access to services offered by independent businesses, but the moves do have some folks worried, even critics of the president and his political views. And the fallout from last Wednesday's racist, anti-democratic chaos at the American Capitol is landing even more broadly than just the Trump campaign. So over the weekend, Parler, a Twitter clone that sported content posting rules despite claiming the mantle of free speech, lost its access to key corporate services like AWS and the Apple and Android app stores. This comes after TechCrunch reported that Parler hit number one in the U.S. app store before it was removed. So essentially, Trump got booted from Twitter, Twitter clones spiked, Amazon et al. said, you know what, we just don't want to host a platform that's this disgusting, and dropped it. Now, the social app might not even survive after Big Tech enacted this punishment. What did they say? Well, they said that Parler wasn't doing enough to remove calls for violence from its service. I think we can all agree that that is true, but also that it was true. So what changed to make Parler all of a sudden kind of appa non grata? Well, I think it's the decline in the power of President Trump as he slowly exits stage left. And if you want more on this, Danny Crichton, one of this show's co-hosts, wrote a very long piece over for TechCrunch on the deplatforming effort, which I've linked to in the show notes. It can do a much better job than I can here in a couple of sentences. And uh, don't worry, it's very much in front of the paywall. All this is going to be the key story for a couple of days, Uh, and so if you're looking forward to IPO filings, uh, there weren't any this morning. The last one was Roblox's Friday document. Uh, That should change shortly, but it's going to be probably a little bit slower than it would have been if there wasn't quite so much chaos. Turning to this morning, there are a couple of things that we need to highlight. First of all, Bitcoin and the world of cryptocurrencies are dipping into correction territory. After an enormous surge in consumer interest pushed the price of Bitcoin and Ether higher, this is definitely a turnaround. CoinMarketCap reports that the aggregate value of cryptocurrencies has fallen by 12.4% in the last 24 hours, including a 12% fall for Bitcoin and a 15.3% decline for Ether. 
Second, the stock market is set to fall at the open this morning after setting records last week. Now, keep in mind that the structural reasons, or perhaps explanations, for why stocks are so richly valued have little to do with the troubles in America or around the world. Instead, central banking policies, asset yields, and other issues are driving the same influx of cash to public equities that is also driving VC to a frenetic pace. And third this morning, the electric car mania of 2020 is certainly carrying into 2021, with Chinese search giant Baidu recently announcing a partnership with Chinese car company Geely to build an electric car together. Now, that standalone story might not really matter that much, but TC has also reported that the partnership comes after Alibaba and Chinese state-owned car maker SAIC Motor, Sake Motor, joined hands to produce electric cars, and also Didi, which of course had the long war with Uber back in the day, and electric vehicle maker BYD are also building a model for ride-hailing. We presume all of this is kind of good news for electric car startups, though there are a lot of those, it seems. Surprising. All right, funding rounds. Now, as a general rule, the more chaotic the American political world is at any point in time, the fewer domestic rounds that we see. Given that it's not really an enormous surprise that the two most interesting private startup rounds that cropped up in the last couple of days are not from the U.S. Instead, and I'm going to do my best here, respect to everyone who knows how to pronounce this better than I do, but Ajaib Group, A-J-A-I-B, uh, has put together a $25 million Series A, and it is based in Indonesia. The round was led by Horizon Ventures, with participation from SoftBank Ventures Asia, Insignia Ventures, and Y Combinator, firms that, according to our reporting, had already put capital into the business. Now, what's going on? Well, after Robinhood, Public, Free Trade, and M1 Finance, among other players in the American and European low-cost investing space have done well and raised billions, it's just not surprising to see other regional players attract funds. And as TC reported in its coverage of the Ajay Brown, the startup has competition, even locally. Last week, for example, Indonesian investment app BitBit announced a $30 million growth round led by Sequoia Capital India, while another investment platform, Bareksa, B-A-R-E-K-S-A, confirmed an undisclosed Series B from payment app Ovo last year. Now, three? That's a lot. And secondly, Chinese startups are still able to raise nine-figure rounds despite the political turmoil around Alibaba, Ant Group, and super entrepreneur Jack Ma. Keep, that's K-E-E-P, a fitness startup based in the country has recently put together a $360 million round led by the SoftBank Vision Fund, which is still around, by the way. Vision Fund 2 exists. It's just SoftBank money, if I recall correctly. And uh, other regular suspects like Hill House Capital and Co2 Management were in the deal along with venture shops like GGV Capital. Uh, this round doesn't surprise me at all. The fitness space is booming. Uh, there's been M&A in America with Mir exiting to Lululemon. Peloton stock has done very well. Even seed stage startups like Salute in the startup space are doing well. So it's just, it's not a surprise. The amount of money was a surprise, but that was the only thing that really kind of threw me off there. All right, so closing today on our deeper dive slash riff, something that I've just been thinking about over the weekend. You know, there are two stories going on in the world today that seem to be at pretty sharp ends of the spectrum. On one hand, because of the interest rate environment, a great many assets are in tremendous shape and are valued today at just incredible prices. On the other hand, the global economy is still weak and there's political unsettlement around the globe. I'm just curious how long things that are more speculative, like the IPO market, the venture capital market, and the like, can hold up their current torrid level of interest while other parts of the world are just in such rough shape. Now, on one hand, the answer actually appears to be forever until something fundamental changes. But on the other hand, how can something fundamental not change? We've all gotten so accustomed to holding dissonant ideas in our head at the same time, like having friends who are unemployed 
while also having friends that are adding to their real estate portfolio. It just feels increasingly impossible as the bad doesn't get better and the good keeps on, you know, goodering, whatever that word is, to keep holding where we are. And yet here we are. Strange. Closing on an apology for the somewhat doomy episode. I, you know, I'd like nothing more than to be optimistic and tell some jokes and just kind of chatter on, but uh, it's been a week, you know? Anyways, don't worry. Equity is back on Thursday, so make sure you're following the crew on Twitter at EquityPod for a joke or two in the interim, and we will talk to you soon. In the meantime, please stay safe and hugs. <laughs>